Beloved, we return to Deuteronomy chapter 8 this evening. I'd like to read the whole chapter again as I did this morning. To, whoops, excuse me, just to review its whole context. Uh, but what we'll be looking at this evening are verses 11 through 20. So this, this chapter really goes all together particularly. Uh, and as I mentioned this morning, there's a lot of uh, literary structure, special literary structure to it. I think you'll feel as we look through the second part how much overlaps and relates. Uh, in the morning, the focus was positively on remembering and the blessings that come with it. This evening and really the, the, the focus and the climax of a particular warning is not to forget and the dangers that come with that. So again, I'll read the whole chapter. I won't reread after that as I do sometimes since it's a longer section. I won't reread chapter uh, verses 11 through 20, but give a special attention to that because that is the section of the scripture, particularly for this sermon uh, this evening. I will bring us to parts of those verses, um, but have in view those verses, especially as I read for us now. Deuteronomy 8, I'll read the whole chapter. But again, please give special attention to verses 11 through 20. Hear now the word of the Lord. All the commandments which I command thee this day shall ye observe to do, that ye may live and multiply, and go in and possess the land which the Lord sware unto your fathers. And thou shalt remember all the way which the Lord thy God led thee these forty years in the wilderness to humble thee, and to prove thee, to know what was in thine heart, whether thou wouldest keep his commandments or no. And he humbled thee, and suffered thee to hunger, and fed thee with manna, which thou knewest not. Neither did thy fathers know, that he might make thee know that man doth not live by bread only, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of the Lord doth man live." Thy raiment waxed not old upon thee, neither did thy foot swell these forty years. Thou shalt also consider in thine heart that as a man chasteneth his son, so the Lord thy God chasteneth thee. Therefore thou shalt keep the commandments of the Lord thy God to walk in his ways and to fear him. For the Lord thy God bringeth thee into a good land, a land of brooks of water, of fountains, and depths that spring out of valleys and hills, a land of wheat and barley and vines and fig trees and pomegranates, a land of oil, olive, and honey, a land wherein thou shalt eat bread without scarceness, thou shalt not lack anything in it. A land whose stones are iron, and out of whose hills thou mayest dig brass. When thou hast eaten and art full, then thou shalt bless the Lord thy God for the good land which he hath given thee. So that's where we went through this morning. Again, the positive call to remember and be blessed. Now the, the switch in verse 11 to the end. And our text for this evening. Beware that thou forget not the Lord thy God in not keeping his commandments and his judgments and his statutes, which I command thee this day, lest 
When thou hast eaten and art full, and hast built goodly houses, and dwelt therein, and when thy herds and thy flocks multiply, and thy silver and thy gold is multiplied, and all that thou hast is multiplied, then thine heart be lifted up, and thou forget the Lord thy God, which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage, who led thee through that great and terrible wilderness, wherein were fiery serpents and scorpions and drought, and there was no water. Who brought thee forth water out of the rock of flint? Who fed thee in the wilderness with manna, which thy fathers knew not, that he might humble thee, and that he might prove thee to do thee good at thy latter end. And thou say in thine heart, My power and the might of mine hand hath gotten me this wealth. But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God. For it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which he sware unto thy fathers, as it is this day. And it shall be, if thou do at all forget the Lord thy God, and walk after other gods, and serve them, and worship them, I testify against you this day, that ye shall surely perish. As the nations which the Lord destroyeth before your face, so shall ye perish, because ye would not be obedient unto the voice of the Lord your God. May the Lord bless the reading, the preaching, the hearing, the believing, and the obeying and living out of his holy word. I'd like to review what was in last week's bulletin by William Secker, the consistent Christian, the little quote we have in the bottom right, right area of our bulletins inside area, as it relates very much to what's being taught by the Lord this evening. William Secker wrote, As poison works more furiously in wine than in water, so corruptions manifest themselves more in a state of plenty than they do in a state of poverty. This is exactly what God is preparing them to watch out for as they're about to go into the promised land. I mean, think about how many issues they had in the wilderness when it was much more difficult. Though God reminds them how he provided for them miraculously. Now to go into the promised land with all this plenty will be even more dangerous that they would forget God and forget his ways. Forget to walk with him. And die. God warns his people to not forget him and keeping his commandments so they don't die with the world. 
And that's the mess, uh, excuse me, that's the main idea of the text I submit to you tonight. God warns his people to not forget him and keeping his commandments so they don't die with the world. I'll give this disclaimer before we move on again. We know that they couldn't, we couldn't live these things perfectly. Only Christ, for them and for us, can live it perfectly. They are a type, as the collective singular son in whom God is well pleased, Hosea 11, 1 quoted in Matthew 2 of Christ. Nonetheless, we want to remember that. But just as now, in the New Testament, Jesus gives these same warnings. There'll be signs and fruits of whether or not we're with the Lord or not. This morning, the first half of chapter 8 was positive. Remember how to walk and live in Jesus. John Curry mentions of the second half tonight, Israel is not to forget Yahweh. For if she does, then death and destruction will follow. So beloved, indeed, remember how to walk and live in Jesus. And also, when really the emphasis in the way the chapter concludes with a crescendo, don't forget how to walk and die outside of Jesus. Don't forget how to walk and die outside of Jesus. That is the message for you this evening to take home. Don't forget all that God has done for you. you know, if we file away our journals and our photo albums and cabinets or on the shelves, they can collect dust. We can forget precious memories that can keep us focused on who went before us that we should be following. And this is a concern here, verses 14, the second part, through verse 16. That you would not forget the Lord thy God, which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt, from the house of bondage, who led thee through that great and terrible wilderness, wherein were fiery serpents and scorpions and drought, where there was no water, who brought thee forth water out of the rock of flint, who fed thee in the wilderness with manna, which thy fathers knew not, that he might humble thee and that he might prove thee to do thee good at the latter end. Don't forget what the Lord did for you, he saying. They are in danger of forgetting how God brought them out of Egypt and into the promised land. Just as earlier, their fathers forgot what Egypt was like. I mean, it didn't take long to get to the promised land the first time 40 years ago. And very quickly, they had to go back and stay in the desert for 40 years. Because they wouldn't believe, they wouldn't remember what God had done. But not only that, they forgot what Egypt was like. They wanted to go back to Egypt. Well, obviously they forgot what that was like without God. And they often wanted to go back and die in the desert. They forgot what that was really like. They complained the whole way through it. 
And that's the danger, is we would go into the promised land. We'd forget the Lord God. We'd forget all that he's done. And we'd be afraid to move forward and live in it the way he calls us to. We'd forget that whatever he has done and whatever he will do, the way he tells us to do it, is for their own good. Verse 16. That he'd humble you and prove you, that is, test you, to do thee good at the latter end. We forget he has a plan. He has a purpose in all things for our good. We forget. And we're in danger of ending up like their forefathers 40 years earlier who forgot what God had done recently and they rebelled, ending up dying in the desert. Rather than trust God, will also much more give them protection and provision in the wonderful promised land. Tested to try our hearts again. Notice that sub-theme again of our hearts. He's trying our hearts to fill our hearts with Christ to make sure we do not forget Christ and grieve his spirit and quench it. Beloved, don't let this be said of you. Let this not be said of us. Psalm 78, 11 and 42. And forget his works and his wonders that he had showed them. They remembered not his hand, nor the day when he delivered them from the enemy. May this not be said of us, Psalm 106 verse 7. Our fathers understood not the wonders in Egypt. They remembered not the multitude of thy mercies. I mean, if we just stop and think about the ten plagues alone (laughs) and the mighty deliverance through the Red Sea. Beloved, to forget the message of the manna. Notice the manna is brought up again. The food from heaven to remind them to eat of God. To look to God for everything physical and spiritual and ultimately preparing us to trust in the Lord Jesus Christ for everything. Who quoted uh, uh, the verse earlier today, verse 3, when he was tempted by Satan in the wilderness, but he passed the test that they and we fail. But to forget the message of the manna from heaven will end up exalting the creature over the creator. Romans 1.25 And miss the Messiah who is the true manna from heaven and the bread of life. John 6, 31 to 58. Jesus bases so much of this story of the manna to teach that it's pointing to him. Remember we saw recently in the end of the Gospel of Luke, all of the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms are pointing to and preaching about him, pointing us to him. And if we miss the message of the manna, we miss the message of feeding on the word of God and trusting him. We forget him because we forget to read his word. We forget to feed on him by the Holy Spirit in prayer and his word. And we forget Jesus and who he is. Instead, beloved, may we regularly Respond in song to what we just sang this evening, Psalm 103, verses 2 to 5. And how often we forget to have this be a song of our heart every day. 
Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who satisfieth thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. You know, to forget is also to forget to be thankful, which is to forget to be happy, which is to forget how to be content. When I visited our sister yesterday at the senior home, and it is in the the side where uh, people are a little less responsive, um, frankly, it did feel a little bit more like there was a cloud there. But the lady I mentioned this morning who ended up being an alum from the same university I went to many years before, I, I wouldn't want to say that she's a believer. I can't say that. I don't know her well. And some of what she shared, I wouldn't, I wouldn't think so. And yet, she stood out to me. Because though she only said a few things, many times, the exact same thing, it was a delight to have her say it to me again and again. Because do you know what she said? We're lucky. Now, of course, we'd use a different word. Speaking of the food they were eating... Speaking of this place, they get to live, recognizing the moment, and they could be a lot of other places, I think, however much she might have discerned about what she was saying. She just kept speaking about how lucky and happy they were, and she acted like it. She, she shone in that place. And I thought to myself, that's, that's probably what stays with her from the way she had al- always been. I know that we can have things affect us and affect our personality at different times, um, particularly unwittingly in certain phases of life, but it really stood out to me. And that's the way we should be. Everybody should just look at us like we're the one in the room, like, praise the Lord. Don't forget all his benefits. Look how good we have it. Instead of, oh, woe is me, thanks for noticing me, or, uh, I mean, but, but how often do we forget to be thankful? How often do we forget to recognize all the benefits we have? When Paul has told us, not so long ago in Philippians, what to think about. Stop worrying and pray and have the peace of God. Focus on the good things about others and have the God of peace in our midst together. But we forget. We forget all the benefits we have. We let the world influence us to think about the church and all its problems. and We forget how blessed we are to have Christ in one another. And uh, whatever problems we've had, I'd rather have our problems together than whatever they think are good things outside of here. But we forget. Beloved, always remember. Never forget. Don't forget to completely trust God himself for all things. Don't forget all that God has done for you, so you don't forget to completely trust God himself for all things ahead of you. When we put something on the back burner on the stove, we are in danger of forgetting about it and not benefiting from it by the time we get back to it. So too, the way we are with forgetting God. And that's one of the main themes. The first half of the chapter is remember God by remembering all he's done for you. All his promises. Remembering to keep his commands and live with him and enjoy his life, his blessing, abundant life. But the the other side of it is, don't forget. And that's that 
parallel theme. Don't forget. Don't forget. Don't forget to remember. And we see this come up a lot. Verse 11. Beware that thou forget not the Lord thy God. Do not forget the Lord your God. 12, verse 12. Lest when thou hast eaten and art full and hast built goodly houses and dwelling there. Pardon me, I think I uh, had that verse noted uh, mistakenly, but look with me at verse 14. And thou forget the Lord thy God. Verses 17 to the first part of 19. And thou say in thine heart, My power and the might of mine hand hath gotten me this wealth. But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God. For it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth. That he may establish his covenant which he sware unto thy fathers as it is this day. And it shall be if thou do at all forget the Lord thy God. You see this emphasis and this concern. Don't forget the Lord thy God. All these other things being said are are, are leading us to not forget God. Remember God. Don't forget him. I mean, just stop and think how often throughout the day, every day, we forget God. We forget his word. We forget to pray. We forget to ask for his guidance. We forget to say thank you. We forget to ask for more of the Holy Spirit and more of the fruits of the Holy Spirit. The reason it's being said so much to us is because we're so prone to forget and not remember him. And he is the source of all life and all good. It's the same warning as earlier. Look with me at chapter 6, verses 10 to 12. Deuteronomy 6, verses 10 through 12. And it shall be when the Lord thy God shall have brought thee into the land which he sware unto thy fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give thee great and goodly cities which thou buildest not, and houses full of all good things which thou fillest not, and wells digged which thou diggest not, vineyards and olive trees which thou plantest not when thou shalt have eaten and be full then beware lest thou forget the Lord which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage he's already told us this perhaps we have forgotten just a few chapters before you know how often does this happen did you read Bible today oh I forgot did you have family worship? I forgot. How much did you pray to the Lord today? I forgot. I was busy. And then we would expect that our day would go well when we move ahead of him and forget him behind us. For we are so forgetful. But notice in our chapter this evening, chapter 8 and chapter 6 we just looked at pride breeds forgetfulness to glorify God. Which in verse 10 of our text tonight is what we should be doing. Glorify God. Praise Him. Remember Him to praise Him. For He is worthy. 
pride forgets the covenant context. Look at uh, verse 1 of chapter 8. The land which the Lord swore unto your fathers, just as we saw in chapter 6, God swore to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Uh, This covenant context, also verse 18. Thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which he sware unto thy fathers, as it is this day. We need to remember the covenant context. God is faithful to his covenant, and he calls us to be faithful to him in this covenant. And what calls us to remember to be faithful is he's so faithful. The Lord's Supper, an important sacrament to remind us of this. That's why we need to partake regularly, weekly, that we wouldn't forget. We are in danger of putting ourselves in place of God in our memories. Over time, we're in danger of speaking more about what we did for the church than what God did through the church. We're in danger over time of speaking of how we have grown in the Lord rather than what the Lord has done in our lives. How often uh, when there is a quote-unquote testimony in churches, you kind of waiting, are we ever going to get to God It's about all the bad stuff you did and eventually maybe the good a little bit, but it's about us. We always talk about us more than God. Which is why we spend little time thinking about one another because we're too obsessed with ourselves. We push God to the background of our minds. We tolerate him. We let him follow along. But he should be leading in the forefront of our minds, but we forget. P.C. Craigie explains, forgetfulness is tantamount to disobedience. For the self and human concerns have pushed into the background of the mind the reality and claims of God. Again, this is a warning against self-sufficiency as our false God. We did this. You know, at least when they made the golden calves, they tried to pretend it was God that did this. But at one point, we'll just say we did it. We did these things. Whatever our hard work is, it's because God blessed it and he didn't have to. We need to be saying, thank you, thank you, thank you, God, for everything. Looking back on the church, I do think reflecting Deuteronomy, Hosea 13, verse 6 says, they were filled, just as you see in chapter 6 of Deuteronomy, they were filled, they were satisfied with all this plenty. And what was the result? Their heart was exalted. Therefore have they forgotten me. They began to think too much of themselves, and they forgot God. John Currid writes, The human condition is such that during times of prosperity, the believer can easily forget about God. Israel is the recipient of these things, not the source of them. 
And we have to remember, all we have, whatever we have done with our hands, is we've been asking God to establish the work of our hands. And we've had our hands up requesting and praising Him, and He's been pleased to fill them with things. But we're always receiving. Heed 1 Corinthians 4, verse 7. For who maketh thee to differ from another? And what hast thou that thou didst not receive? Now, if thou didst receive it, why dost thou glory as if thou hast not received it? P.C. Craigie writes this. Forgetfulness is not simply a state of mind or something akin to absent-mindedness. Facts may still be remembered in a literal sense, but they have ceased to be a part of a living memory of the reality of God who no longer seems to be a living and real presence. Beloved, beware of what is called practical atheism. We proclaim him with our mouths. We deny him with our lives. And how we live by pulling ourselves up by our own bootstraps. And happy to praise ourselves and have one another praise us. And not give all glory to God. May Jesus never say of us, Revelation 2 verse 4, Nevertheless, I have something against thee, because thou hast left thy first love. And what is that then to say, you've forgotten me? Always remember, never forget Don't forget to walk with the Lord Jesus. Don't forget all that God has done for you, so you don't forget to completely trust God himself for all things, so you don't forget to walk with the Lord Jesus. You know, there are those who due to injury, due to illness or disabilities, have to be taught how to walk again. Because their bodies have become weak, But also they've they've lost muscle memory. They won't walk right. And we've got to pray the Lord protects us from forgetting how to walk. And having the physical and particular spiritual muscle memory. By sheer forgetfulness. Look at verse 19. And it shall be if thou do at all forget the Lord thy God and walk after other gods and serve them and worship them. Here's the issue, isn't it? If we forget to walk with God, we'll walk with someone else. We are communal beings. We'll walk with me, myself, and I, but we'll get others of the same mind to walk together like that. We'll walk with other gods, false ones. And that's the concern. Remember, Moses is here expounding upon and applying the first commandment. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. And at the end of the day, if we don't remember and instead we forget God and his call upon our life... 
we'll be worshiping false gods. And that's the opposite of verse 6. Therefore thou shalt keep the commandments of the Lord thy God to walk in his ways, to fear his name. Thus, in forgetfulness, we will not be found following Jesus. Verse 11. Beware that thou forget not the Lord thy God in not keeping his commandments and his judgments and his statutes which I command thee this day. Verse 20, the second part. Because you would not be obedient unto the voice of the Lord your God. Now that's where it opened, isn't it? Verse 1. All the commandments which I command thee this day ye shall observe to do. But at the end of the day, you didn't. You forgot. The danger is in forgetting. We don't remember because we forget. J.G. McConville explains, forgetting Yahweh is inseparable from failing to keep his commandments. Walking with the Lord is keeping his commandments. If we forget his commandments and don't walk in them, we end up walking with false gods, not walking in the light. John 8 verse 12, Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. 1 John 1 6, If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. And beloved, to walk in darkness is not knowing where you're going. And it is walking blind. And it is walking with no real fellowship with him nor one another. Such as the scriptures we've just read, also mentioned in John 12, 35, 1 John 2, 11, 2 Corinthians 6, 14. And that's all leading to the last section God wants to warn us of. That's no life. That's no life. And that's no life to live. It's lost. It's lonely. It's a lie. It's lacking life. Possibly, and the greatest concern here, possibly lacking true eternal life. Because that's not what it looks like. There is some trajectory, even with the falling down and getting up, certainly sapped of abundant life if we choose a life that quenches and grieves the Holy Spirit we should not expect the fruits of the Spirit to grow in significant ways to enjoy 1 Corinthians chapter 10 verses 20 to 22 leading into a discussion of the Lord's Supper coming out of the warning not to be like all these people in the Old Testament. But I say that the things which the Gentiles sacrifice, they sacrifice to devils and not to God. And I would not have, excuse me, I would not that you should have fellowship with devils. You cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of devils. 
You cannot be partakers of the Lord's table and of the table of devils. Do we provoke the Lord to jealousy? Are we stronger than he? Now, of course, that context, he says, well, you could eat the meat offered to idols in the marketplace, but don't be found in their temples, because while the idol is nothing, there are real devils lurking there in their worship. And how can you come from something like that and then to the Lord's table? How can you fellowship with devils and think you can fellowship with the Lord simultaneously? To do so is not to walk Christ's narrow way, but the other way, through the wide gate and by the broad way where most travel. Its end, their end, is destruction, Jesus says in his Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 7 verse 13. To not do all Christ says, he says, is to build your house upon sand. You won't survive the storms. Matthew 7 verse 26 in his Sermon on the Mount. And you won't thrive in the meantime, hiding within your house of cards under a glass ceiling. Living not only in, but of the world. Like dead men walking, or the walking dead. Always remember. Never forget. Don't forget that to walk with the world's gods is to lose and lack life itself. Don't forget all that God has done for you. Don't forget to completely trust God himself for all things. Don't forget to walk with the Lord Jesus so that you don't forget to walk with the world's gods is to lose and lack life itself. And this is the ultimate motivation, self-preservation, just as to remember is to have the good life, to forget is to have no life and eternal death should we never truly be in the Lord walking with him and only with the gods of this world. You know, again, when we put something on the back burner, we are in danger of forgetting it. But what's the greatest danger? Eventually it boils over, burns up, charred and deformed and only good for the garbage and risking a fire to bring the whole house down. Verses 19 and 20. The last part of verse 19, first part of verse 20. I testify against you this day that ye shall surely perish. Kids, that word perish means die. You know, we speak of perishable items in our groceries. Um, I had done a little bit of shopping uh, before we came to the bonfire Friday night. Just trying to make it all work with time. And um, when we got home, the first thing I did was make sure I got the perishables in the refrigerator. <laughs> or they'd perish. That is, they would rot. And they'd be nasty and no good. And have to be thrown out. And that's what God is saying will happen to us. We'll perish. 
rotten. Verse 20, as the nations which the Lord destroyeth before your face, so shall ye perish. The scriptures warn Christ often speaks of hell and the dangers of perishing in hell forever, everlasting death. Fire never goes out. The suffering never stops. The sense of separation from life in God always torments. God is warning. He's mercifully warning not to have that be your eternity. By trusting in Christ, remembering him, not forgetting Destruction and death outside the promised land, like the pagans there before them and their forefathers already buried behind them in the wilderness sand. P.C. Craig explains this chapter ends with a further note of warning. Forgetting God may lead to the worst kind of disaster. When God is no longer in the forefront of the mind... Moses warns. It would become easy to follow other gods. Verse 19. And to do this would, to be break, would be to break the first commandment. The result would inevitably be death. He gives a similar testimony. Moses gives a similar testimony against them in chapter 426. In chapter 30, verse 18, I testify against you. I witness to you. It's as if he's saying, your blood won't be on my hands. I've warned you. Don't forget. Jesus testifies the same against you at this moment. Should you walk away from him as he threatens several churches in the Revelation? Should they? Malachi 2 verse 2, related to things forbidden in the third commandment, our memory verse this evening in the teaching time. If ye will not hear, and if ye will not lay it to heart to give glory unto my name, saith the Lord of hosts, I will even send a curse upon you, and I will curse your blessings. Yea, I have cursed them already, because ye do not lay it to heart. The heart being one of the sub-themes in this chapter. The heart being what Christ points to for everything. Remember to examine your hearts and judge yourselves. Judge your hearts. 1 Corinthians 11.32 But when we are judged, we are chastened of the Lord that we should not be condemned with the world. And that's the heart of the chapter. That we wouldn't go the way of the world to a life of death to be followed by eternal death. But rather we would enjoy an abundant life with Christ on our way to everlasting life. Always remember, never forget, 
Don't forget the sermon on Deuteronomy 7 verses 9 to 11. Love God and keep his commandments. The best option responding to God for his response. Remember in that text it was similar to this chapter which is the same idea in a long form. You got two options and you got two results to choose from based on which option you choose. Hate God, rebel against him, forget about him, and experience death and destruction all along the way to eternal death. Clearly not in Christ. Trust God, love God, keep his commandments because to truly love God, to truly love Jesus, he says, is to keep his commandments. And he that has been forgiven much loveth much. So while we won't do it perfectly, we'll see that the Lord has us on our pilgrimage in Christ because we choose the second, uh, we choose against the second option, that is, we choose the first to love him, but he threatens there to bring destruction to your face, in your face. He'll bring it right in your face and rub it in it if you're going to be like that before his face and turn your face in all memory of him. Once more, John D. Curry uh, writes of Deuteronomy 8. The first half spells out blessing of covenant faithfulness. And the latter half enumerates curses for infidelity. Dearly beloved, Remember how to walk and live in Jesus. And don't forget how to walk and die outside of Jesus. Again, that's the message for you this evening. Don't forget how to walk and die outside of Jesus. Let us pray. Oh Lord Jesus, help us to walk along your narrow way following after you who has walked the perfect way on our behalf and says, follow me. Let us indeed keep our eyes on you, Lord Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith who calls us in the world, but uh, excuse me, calls us to be in the world, but not of it, to be light unto it. Lord, we confess we are so prone to forget you, to forget all you've done, to forget all your promises for the present and the future, to forget your ways, to forget your commands, to forget to pray, to forget to live daily by every word out of your mouth. And then we wonder why our life is so depressing and so fruitless and smells of death. Because it's just like the world that is rotting before us. And will be burned forever in hell. Like the garbage that was sent out of the camp. Let us identify with you outside the camp. Let us be in Christ. Let us be found following you. Oh Lord, help thou our unbelief. Increase our faith. Give us to be given to your word and prayer and service. Lord, 
come into our memory. Be at the forefront of our mind. Protect us from pride. Protect us from self-sufficiency, which is a myth. And let us be on our knees and give you praise and glory all our days. And let it be said of us as it was of Abraham and his patriarchs after him. I walked before the face of God. And we pray in Jesus' name and all your people said, Amen.